What's up? What's up? Taz is here. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for downloading this one. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, appreciate you doing that at uh, either Spotify or Stitcher. Maybe Apple Podcast. Maybe on Radio.com on the app or the uh, Radio.com website. Well, that's very kind of you. I appreciate it. We got a fun Taz Hall coming at you right here where you... Basically participate in the show with yours truly here and um, pull a lot of questions. You know the routine here from uh, the team pulls the questions from my Instagram, which is T-A-Z-T-A-L-K, otherwise known as Taz Talk, motherfuckers. Okay, that's how that goes. So anyways, um, so I didn't really watch much wrestling that was on or WWE programming, uh, to be honest with you. Caught glimpses of the pay-per-view. Uh, saw one of quick two things on Raw. And then I kind of just, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I saw the uh, AOP uh, backstage gimmick where they were sitting on camera uh, in suits, sports jackets, and stuff like that. And speaking in their native tongue with subtitles. Uh, saying how basically they're coming and uh, they're coming back or whatever. And wrestlers are scared to face them and whatnot. And as I watched this. I sat there, looked at these two big son of bitches who I don't know either of these young men at all. I'm a fan of their work uh, for, for quite some time since NXT and everything when they had Paul Ellering with them. Um, and I'm thinking, what did these two guys do to someone? What did they do to piss somebody off? Like, <laughs> where have they been? And, and why, uh, why do you have them on camera uh, with their bodies covered up in a well-lit studio sitting down, okay, uh, with subtitles? I saw that. I'm like, I'm not watching this. And that was it. <laughs> so I watched the Monday night, Monday night football game, which sucked also, the Browns versus the Jets. So I ended up watching that. So, uh, yeah, the AOP thing, look, you know, I don't, I, 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 like I said, I'm a fan of those guys. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. So I guess this is part of my podcast where I give an alternative way they should have done that. Okay, and then some of the people who work for WWE could listen and then they could run in their little meeting and stooge it off and not say where they heard it and act like changes to make or whatever the hell petty little bullshit they do. So I'm I'm frustrated with that because I want to tell you how and why and what they should have done different with the AOP. But I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not right now. I'm not. I'm just not gonna. But I'll tell you this. um, They definitely handled it the wrong way. Okay. They definitely handled it the wrong way. You don't take two big, mean motherfuckers that are nasty as hell that can work, okay, and, and put them in a studio uh, backstage at the show in their dress code, okay, in their dress code of sports jackets, sitting down next to each other. I, I'm like, what am I watching here? And I just fucking click. So... So there you have it. So I won't expect, uh, you know, 
well, whatever. So <laughs> anybody who's a real lover of WWE, sorry. I just, you know, it's not happening. Uh, so we're going to do a little Taz Hall. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, what else? Yeah, I got to just discuss. I can't ignore the fact of some stuff that uh, I talked about on Twitter and that some some fans were asking me on Twitter before I get into the Taz Hall. And that was basically about me and, and color commentary and some, some of the news sites picked up on it and stuff like that. Like, is Taz coming back? Who's he speak, speaking to? And so if you missed it, basically uh, somebody on Twitter was asking me, um, the person's name is R. Valdez 11 said, do you ever miss doing commentary for WWE? And if they asked you, would you do it again? No, I don't miss it for WWE. That's why I didn't explain in the tweet. I, I, I miss commentary in general, and that's what I'll get to. So I said, I replied to this person. I said, actually, I miss, I miss it, in parentheses, I put doing commentary in general, very much. By the way, uh, there are, I had a typo here. It's supposed to be, there are, there are other places to apply that craft besides WWE. And then I further, I went a little further, and I said, as far as commentary, truth be told, over the past several months, I have had healthy, in-depth conversations with a few pro wrestling companies. That means not WWE, just so you people know, because uh, I have not spoken to them uh, about commentary. And anyway, uh, but I have spoken to a few pro wrestling companies, just not the right fit for me and my goals uh, with those individual organizations at the moment. So that's where that stands. So just to be clear... I never implied, never said, some people will be able to read through the fact that I never said I talked to WWE because I have not about doing commentary. Uh, do I have desires to do commentary for them? No. Not, not on Raw or SmackDown anyway. Maybe one of their other shows, but I just, I, I just, I will not be micromanaged uh, by, by that routine again. I've been, I've been to that movie before and I'm good. Um, so <laughs> no thanks. So no, uh, but I do miss commentary and, and I miss it very much. Um, and I've talked about it. a lot of you people that are loyal listeners of my content are not shocked to hear that. You've heard me say it here probably shit, I don't know, eight, nine, ten episodes ago of the Taz show. So, you know, you're not shocked to hear that. I mean, some people were surprised to hear that. Wow, you know, he's doing full time radio and covering sports. He's got the podcast. Yeah, that's true. I do have all those things. But I, this of me missing commentary and missing the business, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's been going on for a few months. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I have options in my career. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm on the contract obviously, but I have certain language in my contract and my contracts are, I'm in a contract year. I, I don't, I have, you know, I have situations where I have some options and I have some decisions to make in a few months, just to be blunt with you guys. So, you know, I, I'm not going to air all my laundry here on our podcast. I'm usually pretty wide open as you guys know, but <clears throat> I can't get, too much deeper in the woods than that but that's basically that's basically it right there i mean so um i uh i you know it was nice to see uh some of the you know news sites were picked up on it um because then the word spread around and and initially i was like and then i'm like oh that's good though so people know where i stand and and that's it because a good friend of mine told me he said hey it's a good thing because you know maybe Maybe some folks thought that you were completely done and you wanted nothing to do with commentary or professional wrestling anymore. So maybe that's a good thing. And then you know, people see things on your Twitter or whatever and 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 on news sites, or whatever, and the word spreads. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? That's true. I mean, shit, I don't <clears> – <throat> I'm usually a pretty – more than you guys know, I'm usually a pretty um, close to the vest type guy, you know, a little bit old school when it comes to that kind of stuff. 
but you know what? I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's cool. I guess it is okay that 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 it's kind of um, you know, whatever. I don't want the words are, but out there, whatever you want to call it, um, about that. So, um, anyways, that's the deal with that. Uh, by the way, before I get into the Taz Hall, um, as you guys know, it's September, and you know what that means. The NFL on CBS is back, baby. Yes, stream your local games. Every Sunday with CBS All Access available across all your favorite devices. You can also watch games on CBS or CBS.com through your TV provider. And check this out. For a one-week free, one-week free, how awesome is that? One-week free trial of CBS All Access. Go to CBS.com slash Taz Show, T-A-Z. S-H-O-W, that's cbs.com slash Taz Show for a one-week trial. So enjoy that. It's great stuff. I, I put over CBS All Access more than once here on my show. It's great. Um, I utilize it. I have it. It's awesome, and and it's great. On I don't care if you're doing it just whatever on your Apple. I do it on my Apple TV, so in one of my rooms in my house. So it's, it's great. So it's awesome shit. All right, so uh, what else we got? Anything else we got to cover here? Oh, Mike Johnson. A lot of people love the fact that Big Mike Johnson from PW Insider was back on the Taz show. And, you know, it just it just was a logistics thing. Mike and I couldn't get our schedules uh, locked in. But um, Mike will be back maybe this week. Uh, maybe Mike will be back for another PW Insider report. So it's always great catching up with Mike and stuff like that. So uh, so we shall see. Uh, we'll see if the, the Mike Johnson is able to do it. Okay, three, two, three, two, one. Here we go. Individuals. It is I, Bowami, and welcome to the Taz Hall. Let your voices be heard. All right, Haas. Yeah, here we go, big boys and girls. We're going to rock and roll. We're going to go right up right away here. Here we go. La, uh, la, 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 la. Oh, whoa. I'm handing, I got stacks of papers here. All right, Danny Tozo. What's up, my boy Taz? What do you, what did you do to help remember spots for a match? Hashtag verify Taz at Instagram. He tagged Instagram and let those bums know I need to be verified. Those fuckheads. Um, listen, very simple deal here. Um, what did I do to help remember spots? There's nothing to do. You either got a good memory or you don't. I was men's amends with it, to be honest with you. I hated it. It was stressful. That's why a lot of my matches, I didn't have a lot of detailed spots in the matches, meaning that I wasn't going to work that way. I came up learning how to wrestle and work without like calling a lot of stuff in the locker room and kind of just, you know, feeling out the, your opponent in the ring and calling stuff in the ring, a little old school Jones. But uh, of course, during my career, a lot of my matches, there were spots that we had to work out in the back. So it's a very good question by you. But um, I, I, some guys that, that I wrestled had amazing memories. You can remember every single spot, like, to a T. I sucked at it, to be honest. I was so much in the, the human, suplex regime, human suplex machine zone that it was tough to lock into anything else mentally, just going out and trying to be a fierce, angry fucking competitor. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, I can't give you, like, a trick uh, or, or some kind of a trick I had that helped me remember them, except maybe just, you know, go over it a couple times in my own head a couple times uh, and maybe with my opponent once or twice. But I, some guys I used to see, they'd sit there forever in the locker room going over spots with guys and shit, 
And I've wrestled guys I'm like, hey, hey, let's go over this again. And I'm like, yo, dude, really? Come on, let's just fucking go out and have a match. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? So everybody's different. Um, everybody's different. So uh, but I used to keep it, try to keep it as simple as possible and just make sure it was intense. That was kind of my MO. But a lot of guys you wrestle, you know, they want to get a little more in detail, which I understood. I respected that. So uh, anyway, uh, MCC underscore Arturo Diaz. Ah, my homie, uh, Stogie Jones over here. The Fiend character, does it have legs or do you feel it will be too gimmicky over time? Hashtag RTG, hashtag we over, hashtag buy a hat, hashtag the Taz show, hashtag orange and black forever, hashtag Bill's mafia, hashtag Arturo Diaz. My people tell me you listen to other content. Oh, oh, oh hashtag double dipping jones ah yes that's what we call that hashtag busted oh <laughs> yeah no you gotta have loyalty you know that mr diaz you've been you've been contacting the task show since the show was daily you know i'm very hypersensitive and i get very angry at everyone i can't but we did catch you my people spotted you we know what you're doing so even though we love you we know what you're doing okay all right, so Arturo Diaz, here's the thing, my man. Um, you, you, you raise a very good point and a very good question about the Fiend character, if it has legs. And, and it is a little gimmicky, but I do think it does have legs. And the main reason why I feel it has legs, the number one reason why is because the guy behind the character is a really good worker, okay? And that's Bray Wyatt. He can work, and that's the key. If you can work and, and wrestle the right way and be athletic – and, and you have credibility, it don't matter what the gimmick or how how, how gimmicky it is. Uh, I remember the, the, the late Matt Bourne, uh, who was an amazing, underratedly talent in the ring, just underrated athlete, tough son of a bitch who could work like a machine, and he did that doink character for WWF, and it was comical as hell, but yet once that bell happened and that ding, ding, ding happened, that son of a bitch would start working, and he was a fucking fierce competitor. And that's what I tried to do as the Tasmaniac, because the Tasmaniac years ago was a very goofy gimmick. And I made sure, and I've talked about that a lot here, to make sure to bring the wood, to bring the intensity as soon as the bell started so people took me serious. They knew the gimmick was silly, but they knew that motherfucker can work. And that's the Fiend character. He can work. He's legitimate in the ring, so people buy it, and, and I think they'll keep buying it. By the way, um, and thanks for the question, Arturo. There's a lot of questions that came through that were about the fiend. Okay, so and and I'm getting notification from my people, and so we're not going to get to all of them, but a lot of it's in the same vein. And I'll tell you where we're going once we come across one of them here in a few seconds. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see one that is in front of me. Chaos one three six nine two five. What do you think of all the craziness in Big Brother House? Last week when it when it went from five to four, assuming you're caught up, I am caught up. What were your thoughts on the HOH competition? That's head of household, don't know. And how it went down, would you have done the same thing? Hashtag spoiler free Jones, hashtag verified Taz. Oh, yes. Well, listen, uh, funky stuff that went on there. Now, so right now, the final four in there is Nicole, the redheaded girl from Ginger Jones, the ginger girl, redheaded girl from Long Island. You also have Cliff, uh, old timer from Texas. And then you have the showmance of Jacked Up Mickey 
and his girlfriend, Holly, a Wyoming city. She's from Wyoming, okay? So Wyoming and Mickey, they're in a showmance, and Nicole and um, and uh, and Cliff are not. They're just they're an alliance. They're just friends that they played the game together as a team. So for those that don't realize, basically the ones that's not a showmance, okay, meaning, meaning uh, uh, Nicole and Cliff, they had the opportunity because I think I think it was that Nicole was head of household. She could have voted out. Uh, instead of voting out Tommy, they could have voted out. Um, they could have voted out Holly, okay, because that they were on a block together. I would have to answer your question, Chaos One Three Six Nine Two Five. I would not have done what Cliff, and uh, I would not have done what Cliff and um, uh, Nicole did. Uh, sorry if you're hearing that. People are texting me like crazy. So anyway, uh, it's not like I'm recording a show in a studio and I should have my gimmick off, but I'm unprofessional. You know that. So anyways. Um, I wouldn't have done that. I would not have kept the showman's in the house. I would have got rid of Holly, and uh, I it, it's craziness. I know that intense fight that they had, meaning Mickey and Tommy, where Mickey flat out lied. He played dirty. I like Mickey, and I think he's gonna probably win the game, but he played dirty. I mean, and I'm on the fence on that. I mean, did he go too far? Flat out fucking lying and calling the guy out for lies, but uh, lying that the guy said all these things. Meaning Tommy said these things. He was lying about Tommy, complete lying. But he wanted to keep his girlfriend in the house. It was actually on his HOH. That's right. If I remember now, it was on Mickey's HOH. But it's okay. Long form. We're done here with this question. The thing is, I would not have done what I would have not have kept Holly in the house. I would have kept Tommy in the house. I think that's going to bite them in the ass. All right. Here's what you got here. The Boston Crab. Great name. Thoughts on Bobby Roode pinning Seth Rollins. Do you think the WWE should increase his role coming into the, the fall? Hashtag Australian, random. Hashtag bathrobe Jones. Oh, I get it. Hashtag verify Taz at Instagram. Yes. Uh, yeah, when the show was daily, all the fucking people from Australia used to call the show because we were on prime time with the time difference. They'd call the fucking Taz show and they'd all sit around fire pits throughout the great country of Australia with bathrobes on, smoking fucking Robusto, Robusto, California, Robusto fucking cigars, wearing flip flops. That's what used to go on in Australia. Yes, that's what bathrobe means. Um, la, 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 la. I think it's great for Bobby Roode, and I think it's good that he won the match, that he, I'm sorry, that he pinned Seth Rollins. I know a lot of people were talking about that uh, in the tag team match to be for, the, for Bobby and Ziggler to become champions, uh, raw tag team champions. I think that was, I think it was great. I really do. I think it was great. I think it's about time you take a guy like Bobby Roode, who is just a fucking tremendous talent, and you have him basically, you know, fucking pin, uh, you know, pin Seth Rollins. I, I I absolutely thought it was awesome, and no doubt about it. Um, now I know they did. Um, I, again, I didn't see Raw. I know they did a what do you call it, match, a one on one match with with the Universal Champ Seth Rollins against Bobby Roode as one half of the new Raw Tag Team Chance Champions. But I believe Seth won that DQ. I didn't watch the match to be honest, but Seth beat Roode DQ, which is nice that he didn't pin him. Because I thought, nah, maybe they're gonna fucking you know beat Bobby again and and get the receipt right away for Seth. They didn't do that. So, no, I think it's great for Bobby. And uh, with him and his partner, Ziggler, that, and with the tag, tag team champions, it's great. Uh, my real quick thing here on Bobby Roode, like, look, I, I feel like it just, it's just it's interesting. Um, not to go off on a tangent on it. And, and Bobby and I are friends. Bobby knows that. I love Bobby. And, and I, I can't tell you anything about Bobby and his game that's bad. If from his physique to his work rate to his promos to his look to his experience. 
I, I to his backstage uh, persona, everything about him is great. There's nothing wrong with Bob Roode. He's a model employee. He he's a pro's pro, and um, but I this is my thing on him, which is unfair. And this is how I just think WWE is missing the boat. And they had it right for a while, and then they missed the boat. They are pigeonholing him. Like a lot of people in the business, when they think of Rude, they think of this great tag team wrestler because of all success with Beer Money and TNA and all that jazz, um, which was, I was there. I called a lot of the Beer Money matches as a, as, a, as a TNA color commentator, and I fucking love them. Those guys are great, no doubt about it. But, you know, he goes on to WWE then years later, Rude does, and does the glorious gimmick. And I don't know if it was his idea or Triple H or whoever in WWE, but it was fucking phenomenal. And, and I know he still says glorious on his trunks. And he's still the glorious gimmick. Is that the music? I got it. But, you know, we've seen him do the stuff with Gable where Gable is the glorious and he's tagging with Gable. And then they now and then he uh, now he's back in another tag team again here with Ziggler. You know, I, I think it's I think it's I think there's a lot of money in Bobby Roode as a singles competitor. So uh, I, I think pigeonholding him and typecasting, that's the word I needed, typecasting him as a tag team guy all the time, I think is bullshit and I think it's wrong, okay? And that's me being honest and real. And these are reasons why you probably won't see me at the fucking SmackDown reunion show in Los Angeles because I've always been real with you people and and I'm honest and I'm blunt and then unfiltered Jones, that's me, <laughs> to a fault at times. No good deed goes unturned, as they say. Uh, unpunished, as I mean. Uh, the Notro Costo Cut Co. I remember your name. I know I fucked it up, but that's okay. It's okay for me anyway. Who has the best gimmick going right now in all of wrestling? Hashtag water break, water break, T, please. Oh, T shirt. I got it. Hashtag timber. Oh, that's a little uh, Dennis Jones action. Hashtag buy a hat, Captain. So, yeah, got it. Who's got the best gimmick going right now? Gee whiz. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, that's, there's a lot of gimmicks in the business. And I don't know a lot of the independent wrestling gimmicks. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't, I'm not on top of them. Uh, as far as uh, shit, as far as. All right, I'll give you one. I'll give you a hint. It's someone that's not in WWE. Okay. It's someone who I feel has the best gimmick going today. And I'm going with AEW's Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is going to move the needle because he is so over the top, unique, and different in his offense and how things start and his look and what he does. To me, um, he might have the best gimmick going right now. Something I would never, never been able to pull off in my prime, but I would say he probably has the best gimmick going right now. Orange Cassidy, AEW, it's so damn unique. It's so interesting. It's so top. Uh, it could be topical, and it's controversial also because it's so different what he does. And if you're not familiar with him, you'll see him enough on AEW, I promise you, okay? Very, very intriguing cat right there. So good question. JC underscore Vib. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a second here. Hold on a minute. We can't just go right into this. JC, hang on a second. I'm a little parched. Water break time, kids. La, 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 Hold on. Give me a second. Straw City. Oh, and a little whistle while we work action. See that? Because I used um, 
I use the, what do you call it? You know, I use the, uh, the how do you call it? The straw. So sometimes the straw gets a whistle. Let me see if I can get a little whistle. You know, sometimes when the air gets suction Jones on the bottom, listen. Of course, now it's not working. Hold on. Let's see. It's not whistling. Maybe now it'll whistle. That's bullshit. That was me. Um, bad whistle. You sometimes it whistles. I don't know. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that water break. All right, JC underscore Vibiz. Okay, good moment, Taz. Uh, the Fiend has worked so well because we don't see him often. If he wins the universal title from Rollins at Hell in a Cell, how uh, how can they keep him special without <coughs> overexposure? Hashtag we over, hashtag RTG, hashtag water, break Jones. Um, I'm not going to tell you, bro, how they can keep him special. I'm not, I'm not giving a free consulting advice. No knock on you, JC. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I've talked about this a lot. I just can't come out and just spitball creative anymore. They want to pay me a consultant fee? Fine. No problem. I'll do it. But otherwise, no. Uh, but I will say that um, I do agree with your overview that, you know, as far as him, the Fiend character working so well, it's because, you know, he, he has sporadic appearances. That's true. And I do think you have to be very careful with that. Sure, you have to. You know, that's not, that's not, you know, that's not what you want to do with a guy like him. So, uh, but, you know, uh, as a lot of times you see with, um, a lot of times what you see with WWE, to be honest, and we've seen this for years, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you that they do that a lot. Um, they do that a lot. And, and they, 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 what I mean they do a lot is they get something that worked. And what they do is they they get something that does work, I should say, and then they um they pound you with it, pound you and pound you and pound you and pound you. So they know the fiend character works. So now they're gonna pound you, I guess. Um, so the th- deal is, I remember when I did the um the last what was it SummerSlam? I I did a special on CBS Sports Radio live Taz show right after one of the WWE pay per views. I think it was SummerSlam. And the fiend, so many people were calling live on the radio about the fiend. Everything's about the fiend. What he did, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. What he did at SummerSlam, but it was like nonstop calls. And then they cooled off on him a little bit. So and now they're heating him back up again. So um, I don't know. A lot of people. So that was the question. That was the vibe of what I said to you. Where a lot of a lot of you people sent questions in on my Instagram about the fiend. With this, like, is it dangerous for him? For WWE to put him in hell in a cell, put him in this match uh, for the Universal Title, is it too soon? Is it too soon? Is it too soon? That kind of a thing. That's a tough question. You know, I mean that that's a tough question because you have something that you know is working. Now you have Seth Rollins, Universal Champion. You have a uh, you have an event. You have an event like. Um, uh, sorry if you guys hear that. Some people, it's people are texting me. Um, uh, I wish I could tell you who it was. I can't. <laughs> you guys are pop. But anyway, um, you have a guy like Seth Rollins uh, going against a guy like The Fiend, and Seth Rollins is going to defend his universal title at an event like Hell in a Cell, which is just perfect for a guy like The Fiend to win because of the, the zininess and the craziness and scary of Hell in a Cell, the scary uh, uh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, their they're, they're moniker on Hell in a Cell. Uh, enter if you dare survive if it lets you. What in the holy fuck is that, kids? <laughs> Are you shitting me? 
That's what they're, that's their selling a promotion, guys. That's their campaign. That's they're selling a promote on, on the the the, the pay per view. Enter if you dare. Survive if it lets you. Huh? <laughs> what? Huh? Come again? <laughs> oh man! Anybody who who's wondering if WWE uh, was asked me about that or hey Taz, you mind if we take your catchphrase that you did for years and got over, and that's your intellectual property, and that. You know, uh, yeah, uh, which was beat me if you can, survive if I let you, and we take it and twist it around. Do you mind? Uh, no, no one said that. No, do they have to say that? Um, but I, I, someone tweeted me that, and, I, and then I, and then I ended up seeing it, the, the the video package on Hell in a Cell with the Red Cage Jones, all the shit. And I'm like, God dang it, are you kidding me? And I and I tweeted some smart ass shit out there, like you would think with 685 writers, they'd have some sort of creativity. You know, gee whiz. I don't know if that's the TV studio who's responsible for that or if that's the writers. I mean, usually everything goes past Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, and gee whiz, I would think that others there that know me well, that are in power positions, that that a lot of people there, not just the one person, a lot of people there know me and know that catchphrase, even though I didn't say it in WWE, they know it very well. Um, trust me. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why they did that. It's just the typical, just weird shit with me and them. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. I think they got to be careful with the fiend. They do have to be careful of openness. But I'm not going to. I, I have ideas what they could do with him to to cool him down, not cool him down, but to, to keep him special and keep him enough on TV as a thread without overexposure. But I, I'm not. I'm not saying it here. I'm just not going to do it. I'm done doing that, and I feel bad. But you know what? I give you guys enough. Sh- strong legitimate content with, with with no agenda no bullshit and i'm proud of that so you guys you guys know how i roll so it's all good so on that note i'm going to break here okay on the side of break we'll get into some more taz halls a lot lot more really good interesting shit got some aw questions coming up which um that's gonna be cool to answer some of those so uh taz hall with me the human fucking suplex machine taz sit tight be right back Well, it's a pretty badass beat, so we gotta let it keep playing. Like I said, I'll be right back, motherfuckers. <laughs> this All right, we're back here, Taz Show. All right, so uh, we're doing Taz Hall. So we're hitting up um, all you people with your questions. What do we got here? Uh, we have uh, Mister Two Hundred One. Good moment, Taz, a.k.a. Mr. Daruki, LOL. Uh, here is a random question for you. If you could get behind the wheel of any car, what would it be? Basically, what is the your all-time dream car? Hashtag we over, hashtag RTG, hashtag buy a hat, hashtag handsome Johnny. Handsome Johnny was a call screen concierge. Uh, my, my car of choice would be a fucking tank. Uh, just so I'm in traffic and I could get through it quicker by being aggressive and just fucking 
barreling. No, I'm kidding. I would go. I would barrel through the HOV lane. I would never try to injure one, anyone. You know that. I'm a, I'm a good soul. No, all kidding aside, my dream car would have to be a, uh, I would say, either a Bugatti. Um, now, listen, I'm saying dream car. Not that I would want these cars, but it would be awesome to drive. Uh, like whenever I want, keep in a garage and pull it out and drive it wherever I want. I'd say a Bugatti would be one of them. Because you could customize a Bugatti from head to toe, like from anything. And, and you could orange and black that motherfucker up like crazy. Orange leather with black piping and different orange and black logos and shit like that. You could do all that stuff. And, um, um, you know, it, yeah, it's it's the Bugatti would probably be number one. The other one uh, for me, um, you know, I've always had cars. I've always got a lot of cars that I've wanted. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know what the cause that I've had and want and and you know, I've been blessed enough to work hard enough and things work out and get the cause I like. Never you know, can't afford a Bugatti. We're talking a couple mil on those motherfuckers, but I would say maybe uh, Gotti. Probably maybe an old school. No, you know what I would like to do now. I would probably like to get a Hellcat. Yeah, a little Hellcat Jones, Challenger Jones. Hemi, big Hemi, fucking big monster engine, 6,000 fucking horsepower, whatever it is. It's just so dangerous to drive if it's raining. You live in New York, snow, fuck, you're fucked. You know, so it'd be unpractical. Unpractical. That's that word I'm looking for. But, yeah, so I would say Hellcat. I like. I love the Hellcat. It's awesome. My son's trying to convince me that he wants a Hellcat. I'm like, dude, you're 20. Relax. You should want a Hellcat. I understand that, but it's fucking dangerous. Okay, I don't need you fucking driving something faster than my cars. Okay, relax, kid. What else we got here? Oh, Double Dippin' Jones. Yeah, no code, no road code, no Rotro coast. He made it through the rain twice. Hashtag Double Dip Jones. He put it in there. Hey, Taz, I know you like being solo, but if you had to pick a jobber to co-host with you, the Taz show, who would it be and why? Hashtag Mike today. Hashtag Cole. Hashtag no Rotoso Oko. Uh, that's me, he said. LOL. Uh, not you. Okay. Uh, you'd be in the Michael Cole category. I would not have you or Cole. I would have Mike today probably second. Mike Johnson is my man, uh, but I never will have a co-host because I'm a stud. Okay. I work with a co-host on sports radio, and it's sometimes it's annoying. I got to be honest. So I'm used to doing my own thing. I run the fucking game, and it's tough to run the game when you're running with somebody else. But I'd say Mike Johnson first, and then Mike Tanay second. Um, Joe Robex, maybe he's from the Bronx. Good moment, Taz. Uh, who, in your opinion, is going to finish with the worst record, the Giants or the Jets? Hashtag the Taz Show. Hashtag Football Jones. Well, the Jets are doomed. They're on their third-string quarterback right now. Uh, Sam Donald, you know, he's out with mono for about uh, probably another five or six weeks, monoleucosis. And then you got got the second-string guy hurt himself on Monday Night Football, Trevor Simeon Jones. He hurt his his ankle, I think. His ankle was in his ankle. Now they're on the third-string guy. Um, So they're going to be pretty bad. Then the Giants, as predicted by me on Taz and Moose, today they announced that Eli is benched and they're going to start um, the kid Daniel Jones. That's actually his real name. I know people that aren't football fans, you know, I say Jones a lot. This guy's name is really Jones. So Daniel Jones, the rookie, Rook Jones, a rookie that went to Duke. So he's going to start. Who's going to have the worst record? I'm going to go with the Giants. I think they'll have a worse record than the Jets. 
So, and I'm a Buffalo Bill fan and the Jets from the same conference, so I hope the Bills have a worse record than my team, that's for sure. But we just beat the Jets and the Giants, the Bills, so I'm very happy about that. In their house. So that was pretty cool. Jose.Contreras.Cubalelazala. Hi, Mr. Taz. I was wondering, is there a wrestling move that looked that it does looks like it doesn't hurt uh, that much, but it actually hurts a lot? Hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Hashtag We Over. Hashtag Blue Check Mark Jones. Yeah. Well, there are several. Um, you know, as far as hurt, I think some submission holds. I told them recently, I think when I was doing alternative commentary for a match, for MLW match on the podcast here, a Boston Crab or a single leg crab, especially a Boston Crab, it's a submission hold that has been used for a billion years in wrestling, but it, it when done right to you, it fucking hurts. Especially when it's late in the match and you're tired, it fucking hurts. So that's painful. A move that doesn't look like it hurts or it doesn't look like it's a big deal, but yet it's scary and it's dangerous, and I've talked about this years ago on the Taz Show, is a backdrop, a basic backdrop. Um, you know, for some of those smaller guys that do a lot of lucha high spots or do like a lot of, um, you know, uh, spot type stuff, fast stuff, a backdrop's no big deal. But, you know, backdrop, if you're a little bit of a thicker guy, a little bit heavier guy, and you don't do a lot of high-flying stuff, a backdrop could be dangerous. I mean, you could really hurt yourself bad. You could really you could break your neck. It's no joke. So uh, so hopefully that answers your question right there. What else we got here? We got Daniel underscore Zamorano. Good moment, Taz. What are your thoughts on Impact Wrestling moving to Access TV? Thank you for the free lunch. Hashtag Reover. Hashtag Taz Hall. I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great. It's great for wrestling. It's great that um, this is happening now for, for Impact Wrestling. You know, it's not the same Impact Wrestling I worked for years ago, which was based out of Nashville and the front office it was in Nashville, but you know, ownership was Dixie Carter and her family out of Dallas, out of Texas. Uh, this is now more or less a Canadian based group, but yet they run a lot in, in the United States and whatnot. But yeah, no, I, uh, I owned by Anthem and stuff like that, but uh, shit, man, I think it's great. I think it's great for wrestling. It's great for wrestlers. It's just, I, I think it's good. I hope they do really well. I, I wish them the best. And I think it's awesome. I really do. I'm, I'm happy about it. I'll try to check them out. I have the Access TV. I will try to check them out. I'm curious to see what happens. Mike, Mike Johnson and I were talking about what the deal is with New Japan because they're on, they're on that space there, too, and I think WOW is on that space, too. So we shall see if there's any movement on movement on that end. Uh, Gut Zeto, uh, good moment, sir. Who do you think will a who do you think will AEW surprise breakout star be? Hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Whew. Surprise breakout star. Well, I, I I'm pretty sure I've said him before. So I'm a big fan of his work. That's MJF. I think he's a guy who is who can be huge for them. And it seems like AEW likes him. And geez, the guy can just cut a fucking promo. You guys know I'm high on Hangman Page too. I'm 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 high on Sammy G too, man. So he's gonna have on their TV. He's having his first match. It's gonna be against Cody. So that should that should be interesting. So um. You know, uh, Pac is great, obviously, you know, formerly Neville. Uh, breakout star. I mean, I, I think I'm hitting with some cats that maybe the mainstream audience doesn't know that much about yet. I mentioned Orange Cassidy earlier. It's tough to name one, so I'm spitballing at you with a couple. Um, on the female side, too, I think Britt Baker's really, really good. I like her a lot. I like Penelope Ford, too. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Awesome Kong is awesome. I know her. She's she's great. So she's she brings some veteran stuff to that to that deal there to that locker room, which is nice. Yeah, they got Luchasaurus, uh, uh, another guy who's just such a unique gimmick. Great, thick, muscular dude, but can work. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for for a, the closer it's getting, the more I'm getting excited about it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not giving you one, but I'm hitting you with a few. <clears throat> so, because I think that they got a pretty good, uh, pretty good roster, and they're only going to build on it. You know that. Shane O underscore friend from UK Jones, England Jones, British boy. That's him. Good moment, Taz. With the amount of three man teams in AW, do you think they're pursuing with the trios tag team championship instead of the traditional two man tag team champion? A hashtag the Taz show, hashtag RTG. Uh, he goes at Instagram and says, Get off your arse and verify uh, at Taz Talk already. That, that's how you do it, kids. See what he did right there? He tagged Instagram, he tagged me. Taz talk T A Z T A L K, and he fucking went right at them aggressively. That's what we need. Don't curse them out. Go at them aggressively. What are you doing? This fucking dude is running the game. He's the man. He's been a public figure for six hundred years. What are we doing? Okay. Um. What was your question? Oh, three man teams. Uh, if they're going to pursue to do a trios gimmick, I I could see that happening. I definitely could see that happening. I mean, with you know, they're pushing a lot of those type of. You know gimmicks in in sense of like you know SCU and stuff like that. No, I see what you're saying. I mean they 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 definitely can do that. I mean um, creatively, they're wide open. They're not bogged down with writers and shit, which I respect. They're just they're they're a bunch of wrestlers with talent that are, that are over that know what's know what draws and know knows what doesn't draw, and they're just they're putting together creative. I think it's great. Hopefully, you can keep rolling with that, and I think I, I think they can. Uh, what else we got? Um, Queen of Strong Style. Do you think Tony Khan should use some of his money to erect an arena in which there are less, there is less gravity uh, than on the outside of it? That way, AW wrestlers will do crazier shit and bump softer. Interesting. Uh, hashtag we over. Hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Hashtag Lou Sass. There's an old throwback. Hashtag Mike Daruki. Some of my real names. Lou Sass and Mike Daruki. For those that don't know. Well, you're joking, uh, but it's interesting what you're saying. And I know that the AW guys, before they even get rolling with weekly TV, some people have a rep on them maybe that they do a lot of high spots and running, diving stuff. They also have a lot of really good base style wrestling too and, and intensity and Japanese strong style. So, But this is what they are. This is what they're going to be. They're going to come at you with all sorts of different styles, from a lucha style to a Japanese strong style to American traditional. You're going to get, I think, a little potpourri of everything, and that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Let's be honest. That's what you're getting. Everybody loves NXT. That's what you're getting from NXT. You're getting the same thing. You're getting a potpourri of stuff. So, you know, it works, works for NXT. Shit. I mean, this is not the WWE machine. So right there you have people on their side. So we shall see um, uh, how it goes. But I, I, I think their style of wrestling is going to work. Uh, Lenny XCA. Hey, Taz, what was it like making the transition from the ring uh, to the commentator? Any nerves making that change? Oh, it was hard. It was very hard to do. It was hard, very hard. Um, so different than wrestling. But I tried to apply, and Jr. gave me advice years ago when I first started, how to apply some concepts as a wrestler to the announce booth, and that really helped me. So it helped me make the transition. But it was very difficult, and and I practiced a lot. And credit to WWE back then, they had me go 
uh, in their studios in Connecticut and practice before I debuted as a regular full-time commentator. I didn't want to do it, as I've talked about in the past. I wasn't crazy about it. It was hard. I wanted to keep wrestling, but I was banged up. Vince wanted me to do it. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should. I talked to my wife. She's like, yeah, I think you should. It's better for our future because you have a future now, you know. And they weren't doing shit as me as a wrestler, so fuck, it made sense. But it was hard as hell. It was hard. But I, I, I loved it. I miss it, like I said. And and I'm so glad that I did it. You know, no matter if I get pissed or not at WWE, I'm grateful for that opportunity that they, they gave me back then. Uh, King Malfano, what do you think of Bailey's half-ass heel turn? Well, you're right. That's what it is. Uh, no knock on her, man. It's just a, it, I was not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Even as she don't, it's like she works. She, she, it's like I, she's fun, she's trying to be funny and cool. And I don't know if it's supposed to be sarcastic. You nailed it. It's half ass. So I, 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 you know, I know how you can make it better. Just my opinion, but I'm not going to say it here. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is half ass for sure. Uh, Evil Sir two four seven. Do you think it is better for AEW to keep running their pay per views on Saturday nights? Hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Hashtag The Taz Show at Instagram. Stop with the nonsense and verify Taz. I do think Saturday nights keep running on Saturday nights. My opinion. I don't know. Maybe they're going to change. It. Who knows? I think it's good. I think there's a space there to do it. You know, UFC or MMA, they run their shit on Saturday nights. You know, NXT has for a long time. So there's a space there for wrestling, you know, pay-per-views on Saturday nights. I, I People know it's there. I, I would keep doing it. I think it's great. Next day, most people don't have to work. I think it's great. Keep rolling with it for sure. You know, I I, I think it's cool. Totally. So, uh, so shit. I mean, that's basically, that's, uh, I don't know, that's the deal. I mean, that's the, where we are right now. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show. Did a little Taz haul for you. And uh, drop some more content during the week here. Sit tight. You know, maybe we get a little Mike Johnson action going on. Maybe do another Taz haul at the end of the week because we didn't get to a lot of the questions. You know, a lot of you people that make it through the rain, don't give up. Keep on fighting. If you don't make it through the rain, it's okay. Don't quit. You will you will get your question through. Just don't like a, act like an arse, as my friends from the UK say. As we say here, don't act like an ass. You don't act like asses. Most of you people are really good. The questions are all real good. I got to say, Tasso stuff's great. I'm busting balls. All right, guys, look, I appreciate you downloading this episode. If you didn't subscribe, you don't subscribe to my content, you got to subscribe. It's a real simple thing. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Taz. Buy yourself a T-shirt, you cheap bastards. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you. I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me